0: James Dolan takes to the radio and shoves his foot in his mouth again, and we'll break it all down for you.
1: And Russell Westbrook is fined $25,000 for his altercation with a fan, but the fan is now banned for life from the stadium?
0: And the night in the association is the Wednesday Locked On NBA podcast. Let's go.
1: You are locked on the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Welcome to Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. We're here to get you through the third day of your work week and a really like fight night type night in the association. Just a weird wild night in the NBA and we're going to break it all down for you. We are your Wednesday hosts. I am John Corrales of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I am a beat writer that covers the Celtics. You can find me on Twitter at Army underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, the editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com. And you can find me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake.
0: Shout out to all the regular listeners, all you new listeners. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this program. Remember to go ahead and subscribe and give us that five-star rating. Give us a good review. Let's dive into James Dolan going on ESPN radio and James Dolan basically can't open his mouth without shoving his foot directly halfway down his throat. Uh, He went on the Michael K show talking about the fan that he ejected from the, uh, from the game the other day for yelling, sell the team. Now, according to Dolan, he was going to, instead of banning the guy for life, he says, I'm, I was looking at the film and it turns out that they, they stalked me. They were stalking me and they ambushed me because they moved from one seat to another to another pointing at me along the way and then setting it up so they can record it and sell the video to TMZ. So my question to you, Jake, even if that's the case, do you think James Dolan has a case for banning this guy for life?
1: No, of course not. (laughs) Like we're going to talk about this with Westbrook. There's certain things – that I'm not cool with people saying in in this kind of context. And then you have this where the dude's just saying, sell the team, which is probably a universal sentiment there over in New York. Maybe one thing they can all agree on. And this dude just acts like a complete dick. That's all this is. I have like one rule in my life and for others, and it's don't be a dick. And this dude is like totally out of line with it. It's He's thin-skinned. He should sell the team. It's a disaster. <laughs> and you know what? You need to know better, James Dolan. If you think this guy's doing it, and you see a camera out, you don't have to say anything. You can also just walk away, then secretly told his security guard, "Hey, grab that guy," and then ban him. And you don't have to make it this big thing. And then, by the way, no one
0: really knows, and you don't come off as a dick. And he couldn't even do that right. It's very simple. Just keep walking into the tunnel, and none of this. Th- who cares if they pointed at you? Who cares if they said sell the team? And you're right. Th- this. Segment two is going to be on Russell Westbrook. So this basically the first two segments are about fan conduct and the reaction to fan conduct. Buying a ticket doesn't allow a fan to be uh, vulgar, doesn't allow a fan to cross any lines. Basically, buying a ticket doesn't allow a fan to do something in an arena setting that you wouldn't do out in public. So if you're willing to say certain things to certain players... You better be willing to say them in public if you're if you're in a situation where maybe he would actually come at you. But for Dolan, to say sell the team, so sell the team. Yeah, that that's an opinion. The guy was right. Even if the guy was setting Dolan up, even if he knew, look, this guy is sensitive, I'm gonna tweak him and watch what happens. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. And so this whole nonsense that you're you're this victim, and oh, I was gonna take him back and and talk to him and express how we're on the right path. Like, no. no, no, come on! Like he, he says, these particular guys had planned on making that video and selling it to TMZ. Like. That's complete crap. That is complete crap. Maybe maybe it was, but you're the the billionaire owner. You need to recognize
1: this and you should know better and avoid playing into it. It was interesting because I think when some of those allegations came out about Mark Cuban, not the stuff with the Mavs, but other things, he goes, when I pose for pictures, I always make sure I have – I don't touch anyone and I have my hand with my wedding ring showing in it because he knows what people are trying to do to him. Just like a lot of people, I think, realize that, especially when you're that wealthy, people are going to try and sue you, so you try and avoid situations where it gives people an opportunity to create a situation where they can sue you. James Dolan, don't go into these situations.
0: It's that simple. So that's part one. Where So Dolan is clearly full of crap here, and he should sell the team. And the Knicks have been a laughingstock stock. Forever, for 20 years, the past 20 years, they've had the worst record in the NBA. Now, Dolan also said in this interview that he feels like the team is on the right path because he's gotten this inside information. And he was very, very quick to say, we don't respond because we don't want to be tampering, but we get these messages all the time of all these guys who want to play here. So we feel good about what's happening. So The inside information, first of all, i that's a big red flag right there. Like, I don't care if he says we don't – don't – what are you doing? Opening your mouth and admitting like, oh, yeah, we get all this information from other people, saying that we basically get back-channel information, and there's no record of him responding, but you're basically just putting it out there. Like, there's no reason for these players, these teams, to come out to tell you, that we want to come there unless they're trying to influence what your decisions are. So he basically just opened this big can of worms telling the world that they've got all of this back channel information and they feel good about who's coming. So now that opens up the speculation. Is it Kevin Durant? Is it Kyrie Irving? Who is coming? And then today there is this speculation and it's just speculation, but that Kemba Walker is out uh, on his way out of, Charlotte, which would be a big blow to Charlotte, but he's a Bronx guy. And and my guess, just my own personal guess, he and Durant in New York would probably make the most sense. Like, don't you see, like, Durant is kind of now, everybody Everybody just kind of knows that Durant is destined for New York. Him and Kemba Walker, to me, make sense because it's an all-star level teammate. It's not a Kyrie-level teammate because... Durant gets his all-star without a guy who upstages him. He gets a guy that's the clear number two. He's the guy, and the guys around him are clear number two, number three. So he doesn't want super team. He's on a super team. If he wanted that, he'd stay on the super team. I think him and Kemba Walker and that type of player is what Durant would be going for in New York. So that makes makes the most sense. But Dolan's like just like telegraphing things here. So there's one of two things
1: going on here, and
0: it's either – tampering,
1: because that sounds a whole lot like tampering in some capacity, whether it's him or in the organization or the players representatives or people around the players, if this is all true, or he's full of crap and I don't, I, you know, I'd love to know who these messengers are giving him this stuff to him, or who does this dude try and decide he wants to listen to because it's clearly not the fan base. You know, They've been in this situation before where they thought they've been well-positioned, and they walked away with Amari Stoudemire, and that didn't really have the end results that they thought they wanted. They didn't get LeBron. They didn't get Wade or Bosch or anyone else in that summer. There's no guarantee that this is going to work, and just the spats he's getting in and saying all this stuff – it's just, dumb. like this is an organization that thinks so highly of itself and, you know, basketball Mecca and all that, but the results just haven't backed that up. And they're kind of being, in my opinion, a little bit delusional here. So this is a weird situation because there's nothing that should mean these guys want to go there. But at the same time, you and I both think, and I agree with you that if Kemba's out of Charlotte, like he's going to the Knicks and that almost is going to annoy me if James Dolan gets what he wants.
0: Right. Like, uh- I want to push back. I want to push back quickly on this. New York is the Mecca of basketball stuff because it's not anymore. Like New York is not the Mecca of basketball anymore. It used to be. It used to be where all the great basketball players came from. But the best of the best p- basketball players, how many of them are from New York anymore? Yeah. Like, I mean, Kyrie is from New Jersey. Um, Kemba is from the Bronx. Kemba's a, a New York player. Uh There are a few other guys, but – It's not like back in the day where New York was spawning all of the best. New York Knicks basketball has been a farce forever. Like the Brooklyn Nets just moved and it took a little while, but their rebuild is, is progressing along a lot, a lot more quickly than the Knicks rebuild. Tell me why New York basketball is the mecca still. Like they've given up that throne and I don't know who the answer is. I don't know if there is a mecca, if there is one, because I think it's just been spread out. It's been spread out to other, other areas. You know, the DMV down in, uh, DC area, uh, California, there's, there's a lot of Chicago, a lot of great players from a lot of different places. There's a lot of European players, players from Africa, players from South America. Like is there a mecca? Anymore, the New York college basketball is terrible, like St. John's is a joke. The New York basketball has fallen off the cliff, so we need to get past this whole New York is the Mecca. You gave up that crown. That crown belongs to nobody anymore. That's my little mini rant about New York Back. No,
1: that's okay. That's there. Uh, I'll give you that for sure. But, yeah, and it kind of just adds to this that, like, this is not necessarily a free agent destination until we see it. It might be. Like, there's a very good chance it might be. But until I see it, I'm going to hold off on this because we've been there before. You're still mismanaged. You still have a ton of issues, though I will say certain steps have at least been right. But now you're seeing that Chris Stapp's Porzingis is going to be participating fully with no restriction in five-on-five drills, with the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. So you've got to wonder if even those moves were made correctly. I don't know. Like, I just need to wait and see. And other than this, this dude is just thin-skinned. And this, like, really bothers me for some reason. And maybe I just don't like Dolan. And we love ragging on the Knicks here on the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. (laughs) But, man, like, of all the things, like, that's what you get upset about. And it's – you're a billionaire. Don't let this bug you.
0: All right, we're going to move on. If you want to hear more about this, a more nuanced, in-depth, local expert take – Locked on Knicks is where you got to go. So check out the Locked on Knicks podcast for much more on Dolan's comments and all of the things surrounding the New York Knicks. And a reminder, if you've got a smart speaker, a smart device in your car, or one of those just smart cars that you can talk to, go ahead and wake it up and ask it to play podcast in whatever your favorite Locked on podcast is, whether it's Locked on NBA, Locked on Celtics, Locked on Pelicans, or whichever team, there's one for every local team. So wake up your smart device while you're in the car and say, Play podcasts, Locked On, whatever. Do that. We're going to come back. Russell Westbrook and that mess in OKC next on the Locked On NBA podcast. Another fan incident this time in Utah, Russell Westbrook uh, caught on video cursing out a fan, uh, and it turns out that the fan had made some really derogatory, racist comments, uh, and the Utah Jazz, in their investigation, corroborated Russell Westbrook's story and have banned that fan for life. Now, this brings us to the extension of the Dolan conversation, uh, Jake, where now we've got fans, uh, and this isn't the first time, fans really saying some nasty things to a player. And that, it's nasty enough where the team said, yep, this is, you can't, this is unacceptable, you're out. I hope that the fans get the message that if you are caught saying some of these ugly, ugly things, that there's no place for this, and that you will lose the right to go watch these games. And and I've seen, and we've talked about it on this podcast too, players be berated. And some of the stuff caught on video because the, the people do want, they, they record this so they can upload it to social media, so they can show their friends that they got a reaction out of, out of players. This is, this is out of control. And this is something that the NBA needs to find a way to address. They need to find a way to protect their players who are coming out here to do a job and to entertain these fans from some of the ugly, disgusting, racist, and beyond that, homophobic, anything like that type of comments it's just no place in in basketball no place in these in these arenas no place in society even so i i don't know what the nba needs to do but they need to do something
1: yeah so now i'm gonna be basically the opposite of what i'd said with the dolan thing that even if the stuff the guy was hunting dolan out like you shouldn't respond to someone just saying sell the team Based off what we've heard this guy say and how it was said and the goal of completely goading him in using these this awful phrase and different things he said, I get Russell's reaction to this and I don't really have a problem with it. And the NBA is doing the right thing here uh, and the Jazz too. Give everyone credit here for banning this guy for life. They did a quick and thorough investigation. And my God, this dude was so bad that – Fellow fans sound like they were like, yes, he said all of this and completely ratted him out. That's how you know this was bad, that others are just like, no, this isn't okay. Players heard it. We we get the account of what happened. And they did what they should have. They banned the guy. They should have ejected him sooner. I don't know if they did or didn't or what happened there. But for the most part, this seems like it was handled Pretty well. I'm curious though what you think about the twenty five thousand dollar fine of Russell Westbrook for engaging the same and saying some profanity laced things, and Westbrook to his credit came out and said, I would do the same thing over again and I wouldn't change any of this. I don't have a problem with the NBA fining him twenty five thousand dollars, do you?
0: I I don't. I, I think this is an unfair situation for a player yes. to be in. One hundred percent. And there's, I say, I'm going to say this knowing that there's, there's a little bit that's unfair about this, but unfortunately, when you are in that public spotlight, when you are Russell Westbrook, there are, there are certain things like the, I'm going to F you up and your wife too, like that's. He should not have said that. He should not have said that. I don't believe that he was actually threatening, like, I'm going to go no, fight not at all. you and punch a woman. Like, I don't think that's what he was he was saying. Um, but there's – he also needs to maintain some better composure. And not, I'm not saying sit there and take it. Still get up. If you want to have an interaction? Fine. Um the, the I'm gonna F you up in your wife too line is, is the line that I think he crossed. And so that's a $25,000 fine. I know I'm not mad at him about it. No, uh, not at I, all. I think that, and, and I wasn't there. I didn't hear the tone. I didn't hear the comments directly. And it. I'm, I'm not a young black man. So I don't have the same perspective. Uh, an experience of of how those those comments were made and, and how I should be taking them. So I'm certainly not going to pass judgment on on how his feelings were uh, and how he t- how he took it. Uh, but again, as a professional in a professional setting, the public setting, that last line I think was just a, just a touch too much. And I think that interaction should have, if it was handled, I think the best way possible, he could have that reaction to the fan and say. Call it call it BS, whatever, and then point that guy out and tell security, like, that's the guy and get him out of here. But so for, for me, the $25,000, I think, is appropriate. I think – I don't think there's uh, – I, I, uh, I'll just leave it at that.
1: No, I, I think that's kind of the accurate and the correct read on this in that the NBA doesn't want him to have that interaction with the fan but as humans none of us are going to be like you need to be better and don't do right. that we get we like i get it man you know from my perspective of everything as a white guy like you were saying look i'm totally cool with what he did i'm cool with the nba finding him just to say like we can't have this because this is becoming a thing this is like, I don't know, 2018, 2019, 2020, kind of summed up for you. People with their, their camera phones, or their camera phones, smartphones, their phones, <laughs> ow, I sound so old. Um, kids in their technology today. Um, with Wait, my phone has a camera? Oh my god, what what, what don't they do? Um, having their phones out, trying to bait people in so that you can get a reaction and you can kind of go viral with it. I saw it here in New Orleans with people doing it to DeMarcus Cousins. And at a certain point, what are people supposed to do? And, you know, may, the, the NBA needs to kind of stamp this out because it keeps happening. It's going to keep happening. We've done a segment on this before on the Wednesday edition of the show. I think Ben Goliver was with us when we did it. And we've talked about this because this is something that's not going away because it's so easy to do and they've got to figure this out whether it's training for players to just hey here's the new protocol we're putting in this is what you should follow just immediately have him thrown out and make it that easy which I think we've seen Westbrook do before right like hasn't he looked at a guy kind of done like the finger move of like get him out of there and security did Um, or someone else did so there's a way to handle it that's maybe a little bit more what the NBA would want. But at the same point, when people are saying these things to you, like, I get it. Do, do your thing. And I don't think Westbrook's upset about this fine whatsoever.
0: No, I don't think he is. Um, I mean, may, maybe, maybe a little bit, but um, again, I, I don't blame him. And in the heat of the moment, people say things. And I, I'm, again, I'm not judging him. Everybody's got a trigger. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's something that somebody could say in that situation to me that would trigger me. Um, and, and, If you're – and it depends on your own mood. Like emotions get get triggered and and things happen. So in that situation, it's – I think there's just going to be a focus by the NBA on training players to say these are – if you encounter this situation, this should be the protocol. Please do not do this because what's going to end up happening? And you know what? I will – Russell Westbrook is lucky – in a, in a sense that there was the full video came out quickly that there's, he's still going to face some backlash, but I think the people that he's facing the backlash with are people who are maybe of the same mindset of the guy who is yelling some of these things. Yes. Um, I, I think that though we didn't have an extended period of, whoa, look at Westbrook threatening a fan and having that go viral without the counterpunch of, oh, the fan is a racist. And in, in a lot of ways there's, I, I saw on social media because as I was covering the, the Celtics at, at, the Clippers, this was kind of transpiring and I was kind of following along and I saw the, um, the fans, like some people on Twitter, like going into this guy's Twitter history and pulling out some of the racist tweets that he had. So, I think the counterpunch was pretty quick. And so Westbrook w- was lucky that a lot of people heard what happened. There was a lot of support for what happened. And online, people people were kind of looking into this yeah, guy's past and saw that. So um I think generally Russell Westbrook comes out of this uh, the same guy that he was. And I don't think there's any rational NBA fan that sits there and, and holds him to, to any sort of – like. Extreme blame. I think I'd like to think that the tone that we struck here is the universal tone to strike on this um, on on this topic. Yeah,
1: I think that's fair. Again, we we don't feel like I don't fault him. It's just the NBA needs to stamp this out because this is something that's going to continue to go on, you know, and eventually, kind of like you said, you're going to get like a guy who's almost like squeaky clean that's going to do this, and that's when we're going to kind of get into the weeds with it. And I think the NBA would like to avoid that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and arena security, too. So uh, hopefully these ugly incidents go away, and uh, we don't have to talk about this anymore. And James Dolan
1: goes away. And James Dolan
0: goes away, too. (laughs) We don't want to be talking about this stuff. We want to talk about actual basketball, which we'll do after the break, because there was a night in the NBA. Basketball was played. We'll run through that in our Too Long Didn't Watch segment. Also touch on some news with the surge of Bacchus suspension. First, before we go to break, I want the 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 NCAA tournament is coming up, and that is the greatest betting event of the year. So if you're like us, you're going to be filling out a bracket. So whether you're doing that, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, all of the above, my bookie is the perfect place for your March Madness fun. Now you get to these questions about how this tournament's going to go. Is Zion and his teammates, are they going to cement their legacy at Duke? And win a title. Can Virginia get past its loss to a sixteenth seed last year? Can Kentucky get back to the final four? If you know those answers, first of all tell me, because I'm gonna use my bookie to to answer those questions and make some money. But even if you don't, my bookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. Is that you, Jake? Are you multiple bracket guy?
1: Um, at times. It depends on the year, and I'm feeling pretty good this year. So yeah, we're probably gonna have a couple in there.
0: MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win and I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch the picks cash in. Deposit with MyBookie today with the promo code LOCKEDONNBA for a 50% sign up bonus. 50% with the promo code Free money Locked right on there. NBA. Free money, man. Promo code is locked on NBA with my booking. You play, you win, you get paid. NBA handing out. Punishment for the uh, fight in uh, between Ibaka and uh, Marquise Chris. Serge Ibaka three games, Marquise Chris one game. Jake, is that okay with you?
1: Yeah, this seems about right. Like this was pretty ugly. Ibaka really kind of went after him. You know, it's no big deal. It's three games. Toronto's good; they're not gonna miss him for that much. Doesn't you know bleed into the playoffs? Like not much to this other than yeah, he should be suspended.
0: Yeah, uh, he started it. Um, I think if it had been, if he actually landed a punch, might have been five games. Side, I think side effect is the Raptors will now have to start Mark Gasol and none of this matchup based stuff that some of the Raptors fans are upset about. And maybe this could be the thing that gets him to start Gasol on a regular basis. So maybe Raptors fans aren't too worried about that. Let's move on to the night in the NBA as we wrap up the podcast. You didn't watch it, we did. It's called too long didn't watch. We're going to start with the Indiana Pacers taking care of the New York Knicks, 103-98. This was a tough start for the, uh, the the Pacers, but they rallied at the end to get this uh get this win in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, New York kind of chipped away at it, but they turned the ball over 20 times to the Pacers, 10. That's your difference maker in a five-point game.
0: Boyan Bogdanovich was the leader with 24 for the Indiana Pacers. Sixers take care of the Cavaliers 106-99, uh, but the, this was a, you know, tighter than expected one here. The Sixers end up staying in that tie with Indiana for the third seed, at two games up ahead of Boston. Yeah, you
1: know, Philly finished the game. They went on a 10-2 run with three minutes left after it looked like this one might get away from them and then really seized control of this late, kind of forcing Cleveland to waste Colin Sexton's 26-point game.
0: Uh 26 also from Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, 17 points, 19 rebounds, those six turnovers, and he had one monster dunk. Monster dunk that's going to be making its way around the Internet for quite some time. The Los Angeles Lakers 123 107 winners over the Chicago Bulls. They got down big early, but a 43 to 24 point third quarter was their big comeback in this one. LeBron James 36 points, 10 rebounds, four assists to lead the Lakers.
1: LeBron's good, the Bulls aren't. I think that's all that all that needs to be said here. <laughs>
0: Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, 130-113 winners over your New England Pelicans New Orleans Pelicans, Jake. So why don't you tell us what happened in You're
1: this? Getting a little ahead of yourself there on I an mean, Anthony Sorry. Davis Sorry. trade. I Sorry. see. Um New Orleans shot terribly from three. They were ten of forty seven. Anthony Davis is only playing twenty one minutes in this. No Drew Holiday. Like this is how this should have gone. Even though Milwaukee didn't have like a high scoring big night from Giannis, it was enough.
0: Yeah, that's that's about right. I don't think we need to to go into uh, much more detail. 6 6 bucks in double figures, 23 also from Chris Middleton to polish off the pels. San Antonio Spurs 112-105 over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan combined for 61 of the Spurs points.
1: Yeah, Jalen Brunson went off for 34 for the Dallas Mavericks, but Doncic just could not get it going. He was 5 of 18 from the field, 1 of 7 from deep, finished with just 12 points on the night. You know, if they want to win games, which I don't know if they really do, you need better performances from him. He just had an off night. It happens. It's his worst game as a pro. He'll bounce back and just move on.
0: Yeah, he's dealing with a knee issue, and uh, I think that might have bothered him a little bit. Don't bother. Don't play him. if. I uh, know I come from a team I'm covering the Boston Celtics that you breathe on a Celtic wrong they're going to sit him down like they they are really extraordinarily cautious with their players Dallas just don't if if there's anything bothering Doncic's knee just sit him down don't don't let him force his way out there that was that was a really really bad night especially look at one of nine from the free throw line so that was yeah. that was an est- extraordinarily bad night for him uh, the late game on TNT, Nuggets dispatching the Minnesota Timberwolves 133 to 107, despite 34 points and 10 rebounds from Carl Anthony Towns, who was dominant in this one.
1: Yeah, but not enough to overcome 60% shooting from the field and from three for the Denver Nuggets. Oh. Every single player other than Will Barton, shame on you, Will Barton, shot above 50%. Most of the team getting into the 60s and even a couple guys getting 75% and above. Will Barton holding it down though, lowly at 22.2%. Also, shout out to Lane's own Cameron Reynolds for the Timberwolves, getting 25 minutes of action, scored 12 points as a rookie
0: (laughs) nice I like that I like that little shot on there that's pretty good Uh, Jamal Murray was the high man for the Denver Nuggets with 30 points 23 for Millsap Millsap the highlight for him half court shot to beat the third quarter buzzer that was nice and finally Portland taking advantage of the Clippers on a back-to-back beating LA 125 104 a night after the Clippers. Totally demoralized my Boston Celtics. So taking advantage of a tired Clippers team to uh, come come out with the win behind 35 points from C.J. McCollum. Yeah, he had 20 of those
1: in the fourth quarter. This was close for a little bit. Then he decided to completely take over the game. Portland put up 40 in the fourth compared to 20 for the Clippers. They just seized control when he got hot, including hitting three threes that quarter. That'll do it.
0: That will do it. Combine 55 points from McCollum and Lillard. That's usually a recipe for disaster. The Clippers, a night after shooting like 60% from the field, 40% this time, and they were outscored 40 to 20 in the fourth quarter. That's a team with tired legs. They just couldn't get it, couldn't get it going there. And that is your night in the association, and that is the end of the Locked On NBA podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy it enough to subscribe if you're a new listener. And you regular subscribers, please, please, please give us that five star rating. Please, please, please give us that good written review. And of course, follow us on Twitter. We are your regularly regular Wednesday hosts. I am John Corrales, co host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast, beat writer, covering the Celtics for MassLive.com. You can find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake.
0: You got tomorrow's Locked On NBA podcast with David Locke, the man behind the whole network. Go ahead and tune into that. And we'll see you next time here on the Locked On NBA podcast.